Hey guys, welcome to the fourth season of Get This Cake podcast with your host Janelle Clark. I'm so happy to be back. Like it's been two months and I'm sorry, I apologize. The last little bit has been a whirlwind, but we're back, baby. Hey! And we have a special guest to start the season off. Welcome, Elle. How are you? Um, with you, baby, I'm always Gucci. <laughs> um, guys, just a quick shout out. Like, I just want to really thank all the listeners that have kept the show going. We're international in South America, North America, Asia, Europe. The list really goes on. And the show would never be what it is today without you guys. So just thank you. And thank you for being so patient for this next season to come out. Like I said, I know I took a lot of time away. But with that being said, we've really invested on how to make this next season bigger and better for you guys. And Elle is one of my really, really good friends since she's a day one. She's been there for me since I was 17. Um, and today's topic is pretty big. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time to be on the show. Again, darling, when it comes to you, anything. I'm more than happy to be around. I'm very excited for this. I think that this is a really great opportunity and the conversation that we're about to have is something that a lot of people have either had experience with or need to know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, So today, this week, we're going to talk about what happens to friends when you break up. So, and then, yeah, I'm sure all of you have been there experience it at least once and sometimes those breakups can hurt more than romantic relationships would you agree oh yeah absolutely i feel like friendships and relationships have a lot of commonalities that a lot of people want to overlook um but there are definitely some situations that are going to come to pass in your life that are going to hit you harder than any relationship ever did because a friend at the end of the day when you are very invested and very close is a lot more intimate than that of some most people's actually relationships. Yeah, that's that's so true. I think about the times that I've had partners and I was like, I don't even think we were friends first. I don't think we got to the friendship stage of that relationship, which is almost more crucial than the intimacy, than the communication, than everything else that comes along in a relationship. Those things you can work through, but the foundation was never really established. Um, but let's talk about our foundation. Do you want to tell the guests about how we first became friends? <laughs> I always say that you tell the story best, but I can definitely give them my perspective if you'd like. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm tired of telling the story. <laughs> I mean, like, that's fair. I definitely make you say it more often than not. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, listeners <laughs> all around the world, here it is. I had the opportunity back in Halifax, Nova Scotia to meet this beautiful creature. Happenstance, I used to go to hot yoga once a week with another friend of ours and consistently every week I would go in just before close and this ball of energy and just positivity, good vibes and some of the best moments of my day with her beautiful smile and great perspective on the world, great conversations was just there. And we just started to talk. But not in hot yoga. 
not at hot yoga. This is before. Remember, I have to set the stage. They need to understand. <laughs> so we got to talking and then eventually I was just like, this girl needs to be in my life. So I invited her to come to hot yoga with us. And she changed her entire work schedule around just so she could have the availability to come out with us on a Friday night. And where was I working? She was working, ladies and gentlemen, dum dum dum, Starbucks. I mean, they were lucky to have her. Can we just all admit that? But uh, yeah, no. So at Starbucks, this all just happened over the till, getting coffees, getting those chocolate protein smoothies at the end of the night with those double espresso shots because you know I needed it. <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> um, and she just changed her entire schedule around. And I don't know what it was, but we just magnetically clicked. It was like, I could not have a day without this girl's energy anymore. And she has been through breakups, moves, family issues, health issues, school issues. Life is probably the easiest way to describe it. This one has genuinely been there and helped turn me into a genuine person because I was not that before I met her. I'll tell you that. I like... It's crazy that you say all that and also like thanks for all the nice compliments. Um, but what really stood out for me at the beginning of my like friendship with you, which really made me realize you were a real one, was like every significantly traumatic experience that I could remember from like seven age 17 to like 25, you were there. Even when you weren't physically here, because you moved to Toronto with our other old past friend, which we'll get into, um, probably three years before I decided to make the move. So a lot of the foundational parts of our friendship actually happened long distance. And it didn't even feel like that. Like we would call each other every single day, talk to each other every single day. But when I needed you the most, you were there. And that stood out so much to me. And so when I did decide to move to Toronto, I was coming to visit you and our old ex-friend. Um, we're going to just, I don't want to really say names, but we'll just say old ex-friend. We'll just say that. We had, actually his nickname was Boo. Let's just call him Boo. Boo works, yeah. We'll just call him that. We'll call him Boo. And if Boo's listening, which I doubt he is, but he knows that we're talking about him, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> he probably loves it. Who yeah, cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> He's a Sagittarius. He's like, of course people are talking about me. <laughs> the Libra and the Virgo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I came to visit you guys quite a bit before I decided to move, and there was just this perfect window of opportunity where we decided maybe the three of us should live together. Um, I can't remember, was that your idea, my idea, his idea, collectively? Like, how did we come up with that decision? I feel like at the time, all three of us were just so on the same page that it was just a collective decision. It just made sense. Um, he had moved a, a year before I did. I moved up and then you were very shortly after. So it just kind of felt like we all needed a little piece of home. We all needed the space. We had the space. So why not utilize it, make it affordable for everybody? And it, it just on paper seemed like the perfect yeah. opportunity. 
Yeah, no, it did. It did. And for the, I would have to say for the first couple of weeks, it was. For the first couple of weeks, it was legit paradise. Imagine picking the three closest phenomenal friends that you have in your life and living with them. Dude, it was like every day was a fucking party. We'd wake up and have breakfast together. We'd wake up and have our coffees together. We'd come and do exercises together and go out together and, you know, talk about our boy issues and talk about our work issues together. And it was great. But it slowly started to, over time, not be great. And it kind of grew like molds, like kind of there, and you don't realize it until it's bad, right? And that's the best way I could probably describe it. I know that's a terrible analogy, but that's, yeah. It's genuinely a better analogy, and this is, again, just my Virgo coming out. It's kind of like you can't have too much of a good thing. Yeah. So you know those like kids. Like when you eat exactly. too much sugar. Exactly. So kids who eat sugar, nine times out of ten, they love it, but then eventually their stomach is distended. They've got cavities. They're in pain. They're lethargic, whatever. It just it builds up and it creeps up on you, and then all of a sudden everything's unraveling. And it, for me at the time, like it just kind of felt like – we had so many good things and it just kind of imploded. Mm, yeah. And I like, it took me a very long time to realize um, that the friendship and friendships were falling apart because of denial. Like I was like, no, like this is my family. I moved here on my own. This is my person. She was always there for me. And I mean, like with Boo, like me and him had our issues but him and I were never as close as you and me were, right? So we had a different, yeah. No, no, it was so weird to me because like you guys have the same taste in men, same taste in music. You like the same food. I'm vegan. You're not. Like there was so many other things that you guys had in common over with. Traditionally, again, if you look at it on paper, like you and I maybe shouldn't fit the way yeah. that we do. But you and him should have i don't i don't know what the the blockage was or the wall was but you guys never ever crossed it i think like as much as like on paper boo and i had more similarities he lacked empathy well yeah he was a psychopath (laughs) yeah psychopath so that's why i couldn't connect with him because i I, I'm not emotionally dependent, but I do need some sort of like understanding on emotional and intellectual level in my friendships and my relationships. And it just wasn't there. Like I could talk to him about like having a bad day and he would like try to find a way to top that. Like it was just like. It's maturity level. Yeah. It, it's a maturity thing. And yes, he has definitely gone through his own things and his own issues, but there was an ownership that you and I were forced to have that he never had to. And I think that that kind of bred a little bit of, um, oh God, what is the word? Oh, I don't even remember, but it, it just bred this wall and like this disconnect where he just could not understand why we could own up to our mistakes and we could assess the situation and say, you know what? I did this bad in this situation, but this is how I want to grow from it, and this is how I want to change it, and this is how I want to fix it. He always wanted to spin it and say, oh, well, I'm fine. 
I said, I'm sorry. It's over. Uh, well, even if I don't mean it, fuck this, fuck that, fuck you. Childish. Mm-hmm. I like. That's true. That's really completely true. I want to challenge what you just said, though. You said we were able to own up to our mistakes, and I think eventually we were able to 100%. But not in the moment. When did you realize that this perfect fairy tale like friendship, the friend for life friendship, was starting to crumble? There wasn't like one moment where I was like, oh my God, this is it. Um, I think it was just a buildup of everything. Because me personally, I can take a lot from anybody I I have this need and yes trauma whatever I like to be needed but and I don't set boundaries overly well I'm getting better step by step minute by minute and day by day we'll get there but um I think that it was just a culmination of everything at once and for me like I felt like I couldn't talk to you anymore when I came back to from Halifax that time, mm-hmm. I was just at my breaking point. I felt like I had tried to approach any situation and conversation from different perspectives and I was just losing my mind and I didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And then when I hit my wall where I didn't know how to communicate anymore, I shut down. Mm-hmm. So when I shut down, it's like a light switch goes off. And that's what I think everything kind of blew up because I didn't put in the effort anymore. Mm. I like, for me personally, I deal with other people's anger in the way that I would deal with anger. Um, So for me personally, like I'm very like black and white and I need things to be direct because a lot just like Libras are known to like see life through rose colored glasses. (laughs) And I just constantly see life (laughs) through rose colored glasses (laughs) so i'm supposed to be the balanced one (laughs) so yeah i would constantly just be like and like things would just go over my head um and there was times that i felt like i needed you to be direct and then when we would have small arguments so for a little bit of preface in the middle of our living situation Elle did leave to go to Halifax for a little trip and she came back and the things went to shit hit the fan after that. But we'll get into it. So um, we we had these little arguments sometimes and then we were like, okay, hold on. You're my sister. Let's like, we would take a couple days, have this like passive aggressive energy in the home, like not talk to each other in the kitchen. She would talk to Boo. I would talk to Boo. Go about our days. And then eventually we're like, can we just go grab tequila? And so, and that's, ass. like, yeah. let's just go shake our ass, grab some tequila and forget about this and move on. Okay, cool. Exactly. And I'm a very like forgiven person. Now I would assume when th- something was over, it was over. Mm-hmm. And then I would go right back to la da 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 in my own world. But for you, I felt like it was never over. No, it was over. Like when we had those conversations and it was all done, for me, it was done. But I was always, maybe this is my own past experience, maybe it's just the way that I'm wired, but I was always kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop because I knew that it's a possibility. And I was just waiting to see whether or not you were going to pivot and fall into that same 
methodology or if we were going to actually be able to move past it and try something new and just forget about it. Because mm-hmm. for me, like, I don't know, I've been damaged so many times by so many different people that I do. I have a problem with walls and boundaries. And I tried to make that very, very clear. But, you know, I fuck up sometimes. I'm not great at communication 24-7. I'm not perfect. And I own the fact that I wasn't able to communicate effectively mm-hmm. at that moment in time because I didn't exactly understand what I was going through. Hindsight mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Hindsight is great because I can see what was happening and I can understand what I was feeling. I can't understand what you were because I'm not in your brain. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that's different about you than most of my other friends, situationships, acquaintances, was that I actually cared to know Mm -hmm. because I wanted it to work. Mm -hmm. I wanted to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's always like that damaged part in the back of my head that's going, well, she did it to you once. She's going to do it again? Is she? Yeah. Like, I don't want her to, but is she? Yeah. Yeah. That's like a really interesting point to bring up because I mean, like our brains are wired to protect ourselves. Our brains are wired to look at things from past experiences to make sure we don't put ourselves in harm's way, whatever that looks like. Again, um, maybe for the audience who may not know you or me, as well as like some of our friends and like our closer closer circle, I I would like to know, like, and just be a little bit vulnerable if that's okay. What were like specifically triggers of my behavior that I did that made you revert into the like I guess maybe the trauma response like is she going to hurt me again will this happen again well for those who don't know me at all so all of you um I grew up in a very very interesting dynamic and I have had to build myself up literally from nothing multiple times and I think the first thing that kind of triggered my trauma response was just me setting even personal boundaries with like my room and like my perfumes, my clothes, like those little tiny things that most people would look over. I've had to fight so hard and so long just to have those things. And a lot of them are tied to a lot of really important memories to me of people that have a probably hurt me because that's easy even if I come off as a tough ass bitch, but whatever, teddy bear, teeth and claws, it's fine. (laughs) Um, But it's tied to a memory that's important to me that I might not talk about or I might not divulge, but because I had it in a space, I felt was secluded or was, you know, understood as like, this is theirs, that's yours. And just like, even though you and I don't necessarily have boundaries, I still kind of expected there to be some other level of boundaries Mm -hmm. and just, again, communication. But that I failed at it too. I wasn't able to put the words in past the emotion Mm -hmm. because at the time, I am a very emotional person. As logical as I am, I'm I'm more emotional. And my initial reaction is to be emotional. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, again, I have to work on. That's why I normally am like, yo, don't talk to me. Let me smoke a cigarette. Let me smoke a joint. And then let's have a conversation because that gives me the opportunity to reflect and actually try to find the words to support these feelings that are coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it was like that was one of the things that that kind of triggered me and then it was feeling as though I wasn't heard because I was trying to talk about my boundaries and I was trying to have these conversations and it like you are very joie de vivre this isn't what's going on I don't want to say la di da because you are but you're not you're you're very grounded you're very centered you're you are very warm and you care but sometimes yeah you're right some things do go over your head and I'm not very good at being like yo that thing that just flew I need that yeah bring that back <laughs> yeah, like, like the, get that fishing line like let's reel that back in and just talk about it real quick like I, I'm not that person I'm not very good at it and I think that that was one of the things that continuously ended up triggering me and making me feel like I wasn't safe to talk about these things because I felt like you weren't listening mm-hmm. or even I don't even want to say not listening because you did acknowledge them but maybe not understanding is a better way to phrase that yeah I um I just want to say like from the bottom of my heart I'm sorry oh, no I am I am sorry and I I know no no I just like I know like you and I obviously quite clearly have like talked about it in depth outside this recording and outside this particular episode and it's not the first time we're talking about it um but it doesn't erase the fact that it it happened and and you know what I mean it's it's part of the growth of our friendship now and we own it um but no I am sorry that you felt like you couldn't talk to me and I'm sorry that I took your space for granted which I did I took your personal space for granted because I didn't realize a boundary was needed But I didn't think that I didn't didn't realize that I needed to set the boundary either because I felt like you and I were so close that I didn't need to set it. So again, it's not something that like in hindsight, we can see it. But as it's happening, when we're involved in it, we're so immersed in the experience that we don't necessarily have the words to support it. So it's okay. And I genuinely from the bottom of my heart don't care anymore. Yeah. Because I would much rather grow with you and learn with you and keep you in my life than harbor any ill resentment over a fucking t-shirt yeah like come on you're way more important than that Mm -hmm. yeah no and i love you um now getting into it um we towards the end um when Ella got back from Halifax, things escalated to a bit more than just a verbal argument. And that's my fault. And things got a little violent. And I left. I left the house. Um, what were some of your emotions and how were you feeling? Like, was it mixed emotions? Were you okay with the friendship ending? Did you want the friendship to end at that point? Um, cause it did, it, it got really, really toxic. It involved my work. Um, and I had to leave, I had to leave the house. Um, what was going through your mind at that point? I mean, like at that moment in time, man, I've had so many people in and out of my life. For me, I just kind of have this scary psychopathic tendency of being able to compartmentalize um 
Viewers, just so you know, I am slightly crazy. I haven't even spoken to my own mother in 10 years. That doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make me crazy, but it gives me this weird capability to put everything into a box. And I think, ironically enough, in my own head, it's a figurative brown box that just when you open it up, it's black. There's nothing in it. And I can put things in it, then I put the cover on, and I tuck it under a metaphorical bed in my head, and I don't think of it. And it's like, again, I flicked a light switch, and it's just off. Mm -hmm. Like My emotions are off. My head is off. I don't see you. I don't hear you. I don't acknowledge anything to do with you because I can't. Mm -hmm. I am not ready to. Mm -hmm. And that is a trauma response. Mm -hmm. Because at the time, I wasn't able to acknowledge, A, my part in it, B, what it was going to feel like, C, what the loss of you in my life would genuinely look like, and I couldn't mental it. Mm -hmm. My heart couldn't handle it. It was worse than all of my like romantic breakups. Yeah. Because quite honestly, and if any of you ever listen to this, FYI, I don't think I've ever been in love with anybody, even though I've said I love them. But when I genuinely look at you and I see you and I think of you, my heart grows. I feel something in my soul. I want to make sure that you elevate yourself and I want to be there. I want to be at your side. I want to be your cheerleader. I want to encourage you to do everything that you want in your life, which I have never wanted to do for another like person who has not come out of my vagina. I don't mean sexually, I have a child. Um, but <laughs> sincerely, I have not felt that for anyone mm -hmm. other than you. And I just mentally could not compute. Mm -hmm. It's like user error. Yeah. So at the time, it was just white noise. Honestly. I like, honestly, um, when we were going through that um, and for the past um, for the listeners to this that listen to the show um, I don't think I ever talk about anything in my life beyond the move back from Halifax I, I talk about everything very much what has happened into my life since I moved to Toronto um, and this was kind of like the preface to that that move back so like I said you know it got to the point where I had left the host I had to go back to Nova Scotia for a bit and figure out my shit and just hit a reset button. And during that time, I said some things to you over text message that were gruesome and nasty and terrible. And we were going at it like feral cats. And I never say those things. And I think that was also my trauma response because if I'm being brutally honest, I'm used to people walking out in my life and I'm used to people leaving me. And I think that's where my extreme independency comes from. Um, it doesn't come from like this girl boss mentality. It comes from a survival instinct. And I think what hurt me the most is that I think I didn't think you would ever be one of those people. Ironically enough, I didn't go anywhere, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 
mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I did. I vacated. But to be honest, I wasn't even present in my own life at that moment. So, like, I wasn't a human. I, I was a figment of your imagination, just showing up to go to work and get a paycheck and come home, drink a lot of alcohol, and then go to bed. Like, I, I genuinely... I had no ambition. I had no desire to change anything. I had no interest whatsoever in benefiting or bettering my own life at that moment. I was a depressed, stressed mess. So, like, I wasn't me. Yeah. See, I, I didn't go anywhere. I was just locked up in that little box in my head for a moment, trying to sort through all of these emotions and not finding the words or the not having the tools in my tool belt to really fix it at that moment in time. Therapy is great, by the way, because it yes. does teach you things. Case in point, right here, right now, this conversation might not have happened without therapy and a lot of, you know, willing, listening ears and supportive ears being there to hear not only your side of the story, but understand that there is not only your side their side but there is a third side which is what genuinely happened that neither one of you can genuinely actually speak to because you're coming at it from your own lived experience it's funny yeah it's funny you say a third side because technically the third side was bill technically um and i want to talk about that if you don't mind yeah. I, I, she's rolling her eyes, <laughs> but I can. I think the reason why, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so, at that point, I left, and we were like, it was just like I thought at that point, you know what, Elle and I, we're never gonna talk ever again. This is it. It's done. It's over. Um, but there was a whole other person living there still, and that was our collective friend, Bill, and. You two had a friendship that was on par with how connected you and I were. Um, I assumed that you two were fine. And I had some things in the house that um, I left. And when I got back back to Toronto, they weren't there. And I was like, fuck that bitch. She threw them out. She put it to the curb and I was like fuck her it turns out it was Bill he ended up just turning on both of us yeah he really did did that if you want to talk about it you can if you don't want to that's fine um if you want to talk about what that was like also do you think my question for you is um when you were put in I guess maybe the reverse position did you were you able to have more perspective of our friendship? My relationship with Boo started out a long, 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 long time ago. Um, and he, he and I, I, like, I always understood that at the end of the day, he, he, his goal and his perspective was always going to be focused on himself. He never needed to think about a child or a brother or a sister, really. Yes, he had siblings. Yes, he had family. But his life was his own, and he was fully comfortable with that. He didn't have any repercussions for his own decisions. He could do whatever he wanted. You and I had a very different 
upbringing and different perspective on life. Um, when you left, prior to you leaving really though, you guys, you guys had issues before you and I had issues. Mm. And being the petty queen that Boo was, would always come to me and be like, she's doing this, she's doing that, I can't, oh my God, my life, uh, work, yeah. whatever. Um, and I think he harbored a lot of ill will built up off of that because he reminds me of a, like, a little selfish child. Mm-hmm. It's like his mentality is not at his actual age. Yeah, no, we know that. Um, but when you left, the thing about him that is different than both you and I is you're right. He doesn't have any capacity for empathy. He doesn't. He doesn't understand how other people think. He doesn't understand how other people feel. Therefore, he doesn't care about how other people feel. He only feels or cares about how it's affecting him and his image and himself in that moment. So he was very much so like, well, she left us here, so it's mine now. Oh, she texted me? Well, fuck that. I'm going to keep it. Oh, she messaged boyfriend name insert there. What the fuck is she doing? Does she not understand that, like, she should not be doing that? Like, now he's messaging me. Oh, my God. But it's like you were reaching out for your personal objects and your possessions, and he was not responding, so you resorted to... Not me, because you weren't going to talk to me at that moment in time, but his next closest individual. Yeah, which boyfriend. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, logically, it, it makes sense. Yeah. But to him, it was an attack. So he was very much so walls up, ready to fight, let's talk shit. And me, at that point, I didn't want to talk about you. I really didn't. It just made me want to cry. Like, it hurt. And I didn't want to admit that, but, and I couldn't admit that to him because he was angry. And again, going back, very selfish personality. If it's not affecting him, then it's nothing. So I didn't want to bring that up into the conversation, but his perspective was very much so, well, finders keepers, losers weepers, it's mine now, fuck the bitch, let's move forward. And him and I sat down and I will never forget this. We had a genuine conversation because when you left, we had this beautiful townhouse. It was amazing. Lots of space, lots of natural light, but he and I now had to finish and figure out how we were going to pay for the space. He made more than me. I have a dependent. I offered to pay more in rent, obviously, because I had a dependent and we were occupying a little bit more space, but we agreed to split. First month, barely made it. Second month, $200 off. Third month, even more off. Then it got to the point where it wasn't even 10 minutes before our rent was due and he would be sending me a third. Mm -hmm. And I don't have savings. I have been a single mother since I was 18 years old. I've gone to art school. I have gone and gotten my master's. I've left Nova Scotia. I've moved to Toronto. I have been in dead-end relationship after dead-end relationship, and I'm only starting to get on into my footings and do a corporate career in my 30s now. 
because I haven't had the opportunity to genuinely sit there and build up and figure myself out. But he had. And I thought the person who tells me every single day, I love you, I've got your back, I'm never going anywhere, I could rely on after eight, nine, ten years of friendship, knowing that I have been there and when he was homeless, sending him money even though I was broke, or flying up to Toronto to make sure that he's okay after being assaulted. Mm. I thought that he would at least respect me as a human at a base level enough to be able to have a conversation with me more than 10 minutes before our rent was due. Yeah. In which I have to then scramble, find funds out of my ass, ladies and gentlemen, and present them on time. And it was just too much for me to a point where one day he just showed up and said, I'm gonna move in with my boyfriend. You have 15 days to figure it out. So trust and believe that I went balls to the fucking wall. I found an apartment, I got a raise, I got myself out, but not before this individual made my life a living hell inside that house, stole my child's TV and left a bag of garbage in its place because very dramatic. And he likes, well, he is very dramatic and he likes to leave subliminal messages with his actions. And I know, I know because I know this creature inside and out that he was doing it to tell me that I'm trash when I'm not because I've had his back. I've covered his ass. There are things about that individual that I could say and I could ruin his entire life. But instead, I keep my mouth shut because I respect a human. He called my exes, told them that I was doing X, Y, and Z. And then my exes would call me and be like, what the hell is going on? He called people that I work with. He called friends from back home, told them I'm worried about her mental health. She's doing X, Y, and Z thing. When I'm at home cooking and cleaning and getting my life right and getting my job on track. But regardless, his perspective, his decisions, he wanted to be catty. I do not hold a grudge on that regard. Stealing my kid's shit though, you can rot in hell for that. But I digress, bringing it back. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. We're fine. Um, At that moment when all of that drama was happening with him, I couldn't think about you. Yeah. Because that occupied my entire thought process. Yeah. Because that was sensory overload because it was directly in front of my face. And again, going back to my mental ability to compartmentalize, when it's not in front of me, I don't think of it. Yeah. So I couldn't deal with two breakups of two of the most important people I've ever come into contact with at the same time. And I did, I had you blocked on my text. So like, I didn't, I didn't even know if you were capable of reaching out to me. Mm. And I thought that you had me blocked on like Instagram, Facebook, whatever social media platform that you can bloody think of. Maybe not eBay, but I don't really have your email. But I, I did. Like, I just felt like I had nobody at that point. I 
Let's get raw, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I almost overdosed during this time frame. I took a lot of unprescribed pills and a friend of mine who is now in a loving, amazing relationship, and I'm so happy for them, um, happened to be on the phone with me and I passed out. And immediately Ubered over to my, my apartment and found me a mess on the floor. And I have not been that scared since I was probably about 18 or 19 the last time I genuinely tried to hurt myself. And again, therapy is great. I fully support you going because that's what got me through all of this. (laughs) Talk about your problems. Acknowledge your problems. Let's move forward. It isn't okay to admit that you're not okay. Let's just move forward and try to be the best version of ourselves. But that's why I was, yeah. How, and I remember very, very, very quickly, like all those details are all coming back to me. And I remember how scary that was when I found out that that happened. How, like, would you say how much of a factor losing me and losing Boo was to that? Was it? 95%, like literally 95%, almost all of it because I've never had any sort of a support system. You guys were my family. I don't talk to my mother, my father is useless. I have have a 12 year old who relies on me, X, Y, and Z. I've never lived by myself. I've never had the ability to genuinely be my own autonomous self. And having the two people that I felt saw me on an intimate level, on a true level, not this projection of what people think that I am in Toronto, Nova Scotia, doesn't matter, but a true sense of myself couldn't handle me, didn't want me, and didn't want to work on having communication or building anything, could just leave me. Like, I was worthless. I was nothing. And everybody would have been better off without me. I wasn't adding to anybody's life. I was just subtracting. It was how I felt at that moment. Thank you like so much for sharing that and cheers to therapy. Go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that moment in your life, um, I'm really curious what eventually made you want to reach out to me and not boo there are certain people who come into your life and you just connect on not even a mental level or a spiritual level maybe it's animalistic maybe it's i i don't know but there's there's a puzzle piece And there's always going to be somebody who just fits. And you're that person for me. I don't think that you understand how important to me that you genuinely are. So listen up. Stop. (laughs) But um, I know that he's not capable of acknowledging his own issues. Mm. I know that he's not capable of acknowledging what he needs to do to grow up. You're a very different creature. And I will never forget opening that message request 
and seeing what you had written. And I, first time I saw you after we fought, I remember calling so many people just being like, am I right to do this? Am I okay? Like, can I, can I do this? Am I psychotic for wanting to be friends with her again? And all of them said, trust your gut. Yeah. And when I saw you, all I wanted to do was run up to you and give you the biggest fucking hug and just tell you how much I love you and I miss you. I don't feel that for him. I don't. But for you, like I would, I would move mountains. And there are very, very few people that are going to come into your life. And those are the relationships that you need to hold on to and never give up and trust the process because maybe some space is needed so you guys can come back to each other and be even stronger. Bitch, I fucking love you. Stop. Guys, I hurt my back and I'm already in pain and this girl is going to make me cry. Um, thank you for coming back because every day after I thought about you every fucking single day I thought about you and I think my last message to you would have been first week of August of 2020 and we didn't talk again until end of February of 2021 and we took our time healing and growing and trusting and rebuilding and fixing that foundation. And I think sometimes there's things you can look at and be like, oh, that's unforgivable or that is forgivable. But at the end of the day, it's like, what do you need in a friendship? And if you can't say that person is truly going to be for you at the end of the day, it's not worth rebuilding. It's not. And I know like before we recorded this episode, we, we've had our discussions of like, well, should we reach back out to him? And there's some people that should just stay in the past. I think the last thing I want to maybe just say to the audience who is listening, who has gone through a friendship breakup, um, is listen, yeah, like you said, listen to your gut, listen to what it is that you need. And just as much as a romantic relationship, people change. And if that person isn't able to grow with you in your changes and in your stages of life and still be that person you need that they were there when you first met them, then that's enough of a sign to say, hey, I'm gonna close this book. And that's okay. Is there any advice that you have for the audience who's going through a friendship breakup? I honestly think that every situation is different. Every person is different. Every relationship is different. So trust in yourself. Trust in your gut. Trust in what you feel you need to project yourself and push yourself into being the best version of yourself because everything we do has to be incremental step by step minute by minute and day by day nothing is going to fall into place perfectly nothing is going to snap back and be amazing so just take it 
step by step, minute by minute, and day by day, and I'm sure that you will find your way. Man, I should have been a rapper. <laughs> and on that, ladies and gentlemen, remember, you can have your cake, and, and you eat it too.